What's up, y'all? We are back um, for the second round of our kind of counseling uh, series, if you want to call it that. So we have Shannon, my bestie and resident uh, therapist for Enjoy Life. And today we're talking about mostly boundaries. Um, we're talking about toxic relationships versus just unhealthy behavior, how to sort of diagnose that if you're feeling um, tension with anyone in any sort of relationship. We talk about friendships, family, marriages, work, kids, all of it, and why the key to really, truly loving the people you want to stay in relationship with better starts with boundaries. And so we talk about what is that really? What is it not? Like there's, I think, a lot of um, a lot of feelings of guilt when you feel you should set a boundary um, because it feels selfish or it feels like you're punishing someone for something and that's not the goal. That is not the intention. It is truly to create space to fill yourself enough to be able to pour out to the people you love and to create space to actually preserve more love and avoid any sort of depletion or resentment in those relationships. So we talk about all sorts of things, the whole spectrum of like silly wet towels on the ground to really um, traumatic issues that need to be dealt with. And so I feel like this is something that affects every single person. If it's not language you've used or, or a, a something you've thought about before, I feel like this is a really good introduction to what are boundaries and relationships and why do they matter and how do they ultimately lead to a more flourishing relationship. So hope you guys enjoy this. Um, and then we'll talk about it at the end, uh, be thinking on some new topics that we can do for our next episode. And we want to do, we want to cover everything that y'all want to cover. So check it out. Kind of counseling. Okay, guys, we're back. Kind of counseling number two. I hope you loved the first one. Um, as much as we love doing it. And I'm really excited to have you back. Do Me another. too. I'm yeah. So here's, here's the thing. First of all, let's just not make it about me. What's going on with your life? What's going on right me? now? Yeah. Oh, man. It's just, I, I would love to say something really exciting, but uh, it's You're, kids. you're it's boycotting kids. the hot October weather. I am. As we all are. I just saw a video of John Chris doing the same thing. And he's like, I'm cutting the sleeves off all my flannels. Like, I ref I'm going to wear a flannel. Yeah. But I'm sweating my it's butt off. It's October. Like I'm cut off all my sleeves. It is October. I played <laughs> tennis this morning and uh, was so sweaty. Yeah. It's supposed to be like cold. Yeah. Like, if you're not a Nashville resident, we have mm -mm. our seasons are schizophrenic they, to say the least. Like there is they're, no yeah. consistency. There's no reliability anyway. So we have the same conversations. I feel like every season where mm -hmm. we're like we have no idea what to do. Anyway, so that's what we're battling here. Yep. Hope you're already in your flannel. And it has sleeves on it. And the crockpot is on. And the crockpot. I'm on, on my third crockpot meal. Um, so I've been scrolling recently trying to find some topics. Um, but then I just, I keep coming back to this idea of how often I hear people just in life and I guess online um, call other people toxic or like call their <laughs> yeah. work culture toxic or like I had to get away from this toxic person. And so I'm like... Just because you don't like someone or you have conflict doesn't mean they're toxic. Right. So can we just like camp out there for a minute? Let's, like, do you hear, yeah. does this annoy you as much as it annoys me? Oh, man. Or um, do you have more sympathy because well, of what you do? I think it's one of those things where in my job, I'm like, I know what you mean when you say toxic relationship. Yes. It's actually not the correct terminology 90% yeah, so. of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, unhealthy relationship maybe. Yeah. When we think about toxic, like if you think of the word, it's pretty yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty, pretty morbid. Severe. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like Diet Coke technically is probably not toxic. Like it's yeah. it probably is. I but love it's, it's I love not it. So good I for you. It, yeah. I'm definitely Coke Zero person, but um, but it's not going to like it's not toxic like whatever it's you clean poison. your car with is toxic. Yes, yeah. it's not poison. People will. Debate this is the this, worst yes. metaphor I've ever. We need to just forget that happened. But as somebody who knows yes. what it really means, like. How should we use that word? Like, what what is what is actual toxic behavior? You know, it's such a buzzword at this point. I'm like, people are just going to use it. Yeah. We're not going to be able to change terminology. Um, if we really want to look at it this way, a toxic relationship is a relationship that is so wildly unhealthy. Essentially, you don't need to be in it. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like yeah. the way that I would describe it is some sort of abuse, yeah. neglect. Yeah major manipulation you know like just everyone is unhealthy in the situation right um and there are people out there that are in those situations so you know it, it's, a, it's a real thing yeah where it kind of gets dicey is i'm mad at someone or they're not doing what i want or you know yeah i don't like the way they handle this this is toxic yeah right and yeah. Th that's where that's where we have to we can dive line. in and figure right. out what we're talking about so but i think for the purpose of today people are going to use toxic relationships yeah that, that phrase is going to come up all the time so we might as just say might as well say hey we're talking about super unhealthy relationships yes right? yes 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 yeah so as another aside with a term that i think is grossly over and misused and we're not going to camp out here i feel like the term narcissist falls in this camp. Like, obviously, yeah, a if I hear one more person be like, oh, they're just such a narcissist, I'm like, okay, they're selfish and they hurt your feelings. Like, yeah. those are not the same thing. So oh, what, like, what is the actual definition for everyone who thinks that they have diagnosed their spouse or friend or sibling as a narcissist? Let, let me tell you that this is how I would look at it. Um, I feel like that is a hard word to define I don't think I'm going to attempt to define it because there's Fair. so much criteria in it. If you are actually concerned about someone in your vicinity, in your, you know, relationship world, a narcissist, I would go and I don't usually tell people to Google things. <laughs> but since you probably don't have a DSM at home to figure out the diagnostics, I would look at, hey, what – go Google. Um, what is the phrase that I'm looking for? Like, like traits, of, symptoms, no. yeah, of narcissism. And it's actually a personality disorder, right? This isn't uh -huh. like something we just think is funny. Like, yeah. this is a real yeah. diagnosis, and it's actually a kind Like of a cognitive, like, depression or bipolar or kind of. We don't yeah, have to, yes, we don't have to go yes. There. Essentially, yes. But it there, is a diagnosis. There is a diagnosis yeah. code for it. Yes. Go Google what are, like, what is the criteria? Mm -hmm. Because they're, and they have to meet, I think, at least six. Okay. I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. But if they meet six of those, then they are a narcissist. And right. it's things like grandiose thoughts of self, grandiose talk. I mean, they truly believe like they are just God's like, gift yeah, to like the world. Exponentially unbelievable. Yeah. And you know, so and yes, they are selfish, but it's a spectrum. Yeah. Right. So okay. So, you know. Yeah. That's what I would say. If we're, if we're really looking at narcissism, go look up the criteria before we <laughs> diagnose yeah. our loved ones. It's out there for sure. And I think in this day and age, it's probably more common yeah. than it used to be. But at the end of the day, 
It is a personality disorder, guys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Just be, be careful, careful with the towel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's just like chill a little bit. Like yeah. everyone is selfish. Okay. Yes. Let's let's yeah. dial it back. Yeah. But on that note, like this to me would be a good example of, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this is a good example of like, okay, this person is having tendencies toward me or toward whomever that feel narcissistic to me, whether they're really diagnosable or not. What do we do with that? Like, if it's not a truly abusive, like, severely toxic relationship that you have to exit, right? then how do we manage okay. what what most would call a toxic relationship or, as you're referring to, just patterns of unhealthy behavior, basically, with people you're already in relationship with? Does Are that make sense? Are we talking specifically about narcissism? Like no, no, I'm just, traits? that would be an example of, like... When you're in a relationship with someone who has unhealthy possibly toxic traits. Mm -hmm. We all have our stuff. Yeah, for Some sure. may be more severe than others. Um, so first of all, as I said in the last one, it may be possible that you need to seek professional help. Well, yes. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's a matter of can you work through it or not? Does your partner who has these toxic traits have the ability and are they willing mm -hmm. to sit down and acknowledge some stuff? Yeah. You know, like can they say, shoot, this is something that I do. Let's talk about it. Let's deal with it. Yeah. I think that at the end of the day, it's like, that's the question you have to ask. Yeah, yeah. That's what you've always said is like, I have hope when people come in my office and two people are willing to work. Like, that's literally all I'll ask of you. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And there are so many people. Let me say this. To me, maybe if we're going to define toxic, it's someone who has these traits and is completely unwilling to work on them. Like, I think at the end of the uh, day, that might be the like... Yeah. Point. Yeah. Almost the, the unwill, not even like, would being unaware be less to overcome than being unwilling? Like someone could be unaware yeah. and if it's brought to their attention, like no one likes criticism. Yes. No one likes to have their flaws pointed out. Exactly. But if it's met with willingness, it's it maybe doesn't fall in that truly toxic camp and then you yeah. can go to work on it. Yes. I think that's great. I think that's what it is. Are you willing to work yeah. on it? Yeah. And when you go to work, whether it is, again, a partner like, whoever it is we don't this doesn't need to be just about relationships like romantic relationships but there's people in your life that you want to always be in your life it's not there's no reason you don't want to cut them out of your life of course how do we obviously we have a conversation if we need individual or together counseling but one of the things that i'm happy is is kind of a buzzword that correct me but i feel like the answer to the these toxic behaviors or unhealthy mm -hmm. behaviors is a lot of times we hear our boundaries. Like, mm. my favorite I, word. love boundaries. It's my favorite word. But th yeah. th that really is, is that really our only tool or our, our best tool to navigate keeping relationships that we want to keep that maybe have this, you know, unhealthy ebb and flow going on? Spot on. Yeah. Boundaries are the glue of relationships, which sounds so crazy because yeah. it feels like a hard yeah. cutoff. Yeah. But it's it's not. It's um, it's truly the health of the relationship. Like, hey, this is me. This is my boundary. This is what, like, where I want to draw the line. Yeah. Things I will put up with, things I won't. And as we kind of talked about yesterday, knowing where you begin and I end. Yes, do it again. That was my favorite thing. Yeah. You said to it yeah. again. Like, I'm trying to, I'm going to say it again just the same way, but I think. <laughs> Knowing where the other person begins and you end. Yes. Right? So like, yeah. oh, that's their stuff. Uh-huh. That's not my stuff. But this is my stuff, and I need to make sure that I'm not putting yeah. it on them as well. 
Yeah. That's, that's a boundary. I think what's interesting is when we hear talk of boundaries, I think there's an inherent feeling often if we're not used to that language or interacting like that with other people that it's, you know, a punishment to them. Like it's to yeah. keep them out. Yeah. And and obviously like what an actual boundary is, that is one of the functions. But that's not really the goal, right? I mean, it's not like a punishment for your behavior. It's not what what is what are they not, I guess is what I'm asking. Because it feels selfish to to say Yeah. Hey, like I don't even know how you would have the conversation. Just like walk totally. us through what we do. Okay. So boundaries are hard because a lot of times people might be offended by boundaries, right? At the end of the day, a healthy relationship is someone that can say, that's your boundary. That kind of sucks for me, but like I can respect yeah. that. That's yeah. what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, Ideal ending. <laughs> so there are so many different types of boundaries, but it's kind of like, what do I need to be healthy in this relationship? Mm -hmm. It's a personal thing. And again, we're not talking about being rude to someone. It's not about punishing the other person. I think you have to check in with your intention. Like, why am I yeah, setting for this sure. boundary? Yeah. Because if it's to pick at someone or make them feel less than, mm -hmm. you may want to reevaluate. Yeah. For um, sure. But what it is, is this is what I need to be the healthiest version of myself. Mm. So I can't, you know, we all have friends that call all the time. Yeah. And it's like, all right, I can't answer the phone every yeah. day. And I will be resentful and it actually takes away from my time that I need for my morning time or whatever that may be. Yeah. I don't have to answer the call every time. It has nothing to do with you. I love you. Yeah. I love talking. Yeah. I just can't answer the call every single morning. Yeah. I think what you said there is what I have experienced and this is the the real sadness when you don't realize that you need boundaries is that what you just mentioned is where you land is resentment, I feel mm -hmm. like. Like That's the two so things true. that the reason they matter is not to keep other people out or be selfish about your time or your space. You know, it's really to avoid getting to that place of resentment and that place of like depletion with people. 100%. Right? I mean, it's more just protective than punitive, maybe, is the way that you Ex say it. Yeah, that is exactly what it is. That's why I say it's not for the other person. It's for you. Yeah. You know, and just protecting things about yourself that you know need protecting. Whether yeah. that's time or money yeah. or attention or, I mean, it could be any of the things. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> is a bummer, though, because I feel like we kind of don't know what our boundaries are until they're broken right like this is so not like we can sit down and be like okay yeah. shannon these are my boundaries right. like please respect them it's like you don't really realize it until that breach has happened yes and so then we have to do like what we talked about last week take the time like process it figure out okay what are my intentions like is this really an issue is this really yeah. violating something that i need to like build myself up to be the best version of me yes. it, for myself and our relationship, whatever. And then once that's breached, you know, figure out what's reasonable, what's fair, what's needed. And I guess the question that I hate is like, does it always have to have, you always have to have a conversation? Like, does I'm it so have to be spoken or can we just like no. not answer the phone and give a little space? Yeah. Yeah. It does not have to always be spoken. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I think if we like overdo it with talking about it, it, it would cause friction. Mm. So 
just not answering the phone. Yeah. Right? And maybe it's a conversation later on if someone's like, why do you not answer every single day? And it's like, hey, yeah. I love you. I just feel like I can't answer the phone every day. Yeah. You know? So I think there are certain boundaries, especially in romantic relationships. It's easier to speak about those there. Right. But as far as friends go or work goes, it's kind of a, you know, situation by situation. Yeah. Thing. Like, okay, can I take what I need without having to openly discuss it with you? Yeah. What if we have to openly discuss it? Mm, fun times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's basically what we are trained for, right? Is, in my job, is dealing with conflict. Mm -hmm. And conflict is what everyone hates, right? Like, yeah. we're like going oh through life trying to avoid conflict. I could avoid it so fast, you don't even know. I get it. No one likes it. And what do we know? Where do we grow in relationship? Totally. Right? Yeah. You don't grow from always being happy together. Yeah. You grow from, hey, we had this conversation. There was mutual respect. Yeah. We have a deeper understanding for each yeah. other now. I mean, yeah, you don't want to always have to do that at work because it may not be that you really yeah. want a deeper relationship <laughs> with all your work friends. Um, but that is where growth happens. And for us, even if it's not about the relationship, yeah. to know that we can set a boundary for ourselves is so empowering. I think what's really hard is when you – if you are successful, if there's a place where you need to set a boundary and there are instances where it needs to be spoken. Like it's not just I'm going to get some cushion here. Like I'll call you back later. It's like people are demanding things or expecting things of you or, yeah. again, breaching like your time or your home or, you know, just like – even behaviors that you just don't want to like be around or be a part of, there's a moment where you're going to have to say something. And if you get to that moment, like I think the feeling that immediately comes up is that you just, you feel bad. You don't want to hurt someone else. Yeah. And unfortunately I feel like the people who are going to get their feelings hurt are the ones that don't have healthy boundaries themselves. It's true. It's true. So like what helps you, not feel that sort of like ick. like I just I love them I don't want to hurt them and they're clearly they have their feelings hurt like what do we even say to to deal with that like yeah I think <laughs> I I think the answer there is that it's not yours to deal with right so yeah. it's one thing to say you did this and you did that what I tell everyone it's like counseling 101 you go in with your feelings yeah for it's sure. I statements yeah yeah I feel this when this happens um but at the end of the day people are going to be uncomfortable that's what that's what's hard about boundaries if they were yeah. easy everyone would do them and we'd live in a seamless world of <laughs> boundaries and respect but we yeah. don't um because it is hard yeah it's like self-care it's hard to actually do what Sounds like very practically can, do you do when you feel that like because i know you've felt that like when you feel uncomfortable with making someone feel yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, how do we... Because you can't help... Like, that's an that's a natural impulse is to feel sad that you've... Totally. Someone else feels sad because of your behavior or your words. Like... Yeah. You name Like, literally, it. what do you do? I literally name it. Hey, I need to talk to you about something. I have to be honest. Like, the last thing I want to do is hurt your feelings. So I don't... Yeah. Like, no part of me is saying this because I want you to feel bad or, you know, whatever it looks like. Um, but... 
I feel X when this happens and I'm going to have to set a boundary here or I, I need this in the relationship. Yeah. And it sucks. Like you can say like, I'm sorry, this sucks. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Just, and just, just like sucks. call it what it is. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to hurt you. And actually what's interesting, I think, is counterintuitive when you when you are forthcoming about those needs and it probably is a really crappy conversation. Yeah. The goal really is, or the end result really can be to preserve the love that's there. Because yes. it's like, I think what we see so much, especially in our culture, like, the, I've said this before, like, the the female Southern Christian mm -hmm. culture, like, sets you up to fail with boundaries. I because know. we're supposed to serve other people and put other people first. And, like, it just, it, it, it is not the environment it makes us feel selfish it makes us feel aggressive it makes us feel ungodly like yes. everything that we do but the end goal is truly like if i don't do this i'm gonna quit loving you as much yeah i mean right that yeah. seems dramatic but like no but that will but happen i will resent you yeah i think what's what i've realized is i think i'm very grateful we were talking and i was trying to like kind of come up with some examples where this has been true for me, and I can think of a couple with friendships mm -hmm. from the past, and I don't think that I ever set a boundary clearly. Like, I definitely did the let's avoid it and, like, right. like I'd be kind of ghost. Because well, it's just easier. You know, it is easier. But then it's like you do carry that guilt with you. you like, do. I've had really hard time laying that down. And, and I have eventually had conversations with the two people that I'm thinking about, about, like, hey, listen, like, I've laid this down. I've forgotten it. Like we've we're forgiven. We're moving on. Yeah. But like my life is in this place, and there's just seasons where I can be chatting and close, and seasons where I can't. And like anyway, so that, those are really. I'm thankful to say I haven't had too many yeah toxic you know relationships. But what I was thinking about is I think what I've learned as I've grown up being just I don't know the way God made me and then the triangle yeah. of Christian southern woman and the oldest child and just all the things that go into like wanting to take care of people is that like my now unspoken boundary that has been really hard that I have to learn is not to fix people like you know that I don't have to tell you I'm telling yeah, all y'all yeah. you're probably not shocked yeah. but like the people I love the most like I have until until I went through everything I went through, I couldn't. It was like an addictive impulse. Like yeah. I just want to be like, okay, yeah. you should do this or I can do this or let me do it for you. And at the end of the day, like that is I never had conscious thoughts of like, why don't they do that for me? Mm -hmm. But I think there was that underlying like, dude, come on. Like this is a one way street. Like what's going on here? Yeah. And so I think my boundary in the closest relationships has become especially if someone is in need, like, can I sit here with them and just be empathetic and let them cry or help with their kids so they can, pro you know, like, can I just be with them and not fix it unless they specifically ask me for help? Yeah. And that's freaking hard, too. It is, because you love, you love your people I so know. much. I know. And we want to fix things for people that we love, and we can't. Yeah. At the end, that's the crazy thing, too. It's like you can suggest things, but yeah. at the end of the day, you can't fix other people's problems. Maybe that's and maybe that's the truth that you have to speak back. Like you said, yeah. when you name what it is, it's like, OK, that this person is really struggling and I could take this load off of them today. And then maybe 
I'll take it off of them tomorrow. And then maybe they'll ask me to keep doing it. And it's like, am I really helping them at all? Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm prolonging whatever they need to independently address and fix or on their own. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't. that's just a way that I feel like if anyone, that seems more the norm, I think, of what I've dealt with versus like people that I need to create space from their like harmful behaviors. That hasn't been a thing 100%. that I'm super used to. But I'll ask you, I mean, if this feels okay. Yeah. What is that like for you having felt like, you know, I've had to take care over and over and over again. And then at what, like, what's the, what's the point at which you're like, I'm done. Like what happens for you that you're like, I, t I was caretaking. I was caretaking. Mm -hmm. It's not working. I keep doing it. Yeah. Cause I want to help. Yeah. But then what, like what happens? Um, when I stop, when I do set the boundary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have hives like I'm getting right now. Um, <laughs> you're like, hold on. I asked the questions here. No, I, I think it, it really is a matter of I have to speak what is true to myself. Like, mm -hmm. and I always, and I have the feelings and then I have to say, literally, there is nothing that I can do to change this situation for yeah. this person. And so like, I'm such a result person. It's like, I can't give them the result they want. Right. And so I have to like speak that to myself and say, okay, I love them. I can hurt with them but while they're working toward the result that they need. Like, mm -hmm. how can I just pour in? Like, how can I support them? How can I yes. be gas in their tank and not try to drive the car? Yes. Like, 100%. So just how honestly, can I be a friend? yeah, speaking that back to myself and obviously like just being committed in prayer for them and like, yes. you know, all the things we do to encourage people. But not taking it on personally. But not taking it on personally. And I think a lot of that comes from working through again as an Enneagram three and, and it's not like it's exclusive to threes, but I think a lot of my life I found that's what made me feel valuable mm. was to be that strength for people right. and to be the fix it person for people. And it is a joy and an honor to like help people. Totally. But I think once I kind of had my whole reworked identity with my grief, it's mm -hmm. like, there is zero more value in who I am at the end of the day, whether I sit on the sofa with you and have a glass of wine and cry with you versus if I call the person you're in conflict with or go deal with this or like yeah. if I do it for you, I'm I'm no more valuable. You really aren't going to love me any more or less. And at the yeah. end of the day, like as cheesy as it sounds, like my value is perfect and the most it's ever going to be in Jesus and like I have to know that and that gives the freedom to say like who I am and my value yeah. in this has nothing to do with me fixing this for you 100 yeah. percent. and I don't think I realized that until I went through grief because y'all couldn't fix it and I didn't yeah. want you to try to fix it I just wanted you to be with me and so I think experiencing it on the other end and having such an extreme need her presence um, made me realize that, like, that's probably a greater gift that I can give this person mm -hmm. anyway. I had never really thought about it like that, like how we could never fix that for yeah. you and none of us could even try because that you cannot fix yeah. that situation. And so the only choice that we had as your yeah. friends was to just be there with you. Like That yeah. must have been really cool for you to see. Oh, yeah. this is what it looks like. This is so valuable to me. It was extremely 
eye-opening. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it like yeah. that, actually. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember the point, literally saying those words, like, this is unfixable. Mm -hmm. So what what happens now? Yeah. And I think, thankfully, a lot of things in life are fixable or, or restorable. Totally, or, totally. You know, but that was where the shift happened for me. And so I feel like that's probably a common feeling, especially yeah. especially for women, because we're so nurturing and we're really great at fixing things. We are so good at <laughs> fixing things. And we carry the weight of the world. Like, we yeah. can't carry everyone else's weight, too. You yeah. know, like, as wife and friend and yeah. daughter and mother it's like if we tried to carry it all yeah. we would collapse yeah and we just can't and do we it. do sometimes sometimes <laughs> we do collapse um but yes i think realizing at the end like for you that's why i asked that question for you yeah. to realize here's what i get to like here's the uncomfortable feeling i feel mm -hmm. when i don't set a boundary and then coming up with so then how do i set that what do i say to myself yeah and that's a good example, I think, of, like, I don't need to tell other people that. Like, I'm not going to no. blaze in in your issue and be like, not going to fix it for you. Yeah. Good luck. Like, pat on the back. No, no. Um, but it is very important to me to, to I think, maintain my energy to love them well and, like, and not have that underlying, I don't, I don't even want to call it resentment, but sort of angst, you know? Yeah. Like, you don't want that. Yeah, 100%. Um, you mentioned earlier about how important they are, or maybe that they're easier in romantic relationships because you're more comfortable being honest and having those well talking about them is okay, probably okay. easier i was going to ask you like are they different are the boundaries you need or the way they work different in a in a romantic relationship that's a good question yeah i, I don't think i had actually thought about that i mean well yes and no yeah no like a boundary is a boundary and what you need is what sure, you need sure. right but yes, in that you're doing life with this. Yeah, person. there's no like, like separation, you know, no. like like a day you can't be like, hey, there's no out. I need a break. Okay, we're Can talking about like... a marriage. There's for me yeah, and yeah. you and what there's no out. There's no right? out. Yeah. So are they different? Like I think it's are just, they more flexible? Like what or are they, they the same? They require a lot more communication. Uh-huh. And the reason I said it's easier is because we're less I mean, maybe I'm just speaking for myself. I don't really I know that if Brendan and I have an argument, I set a boundary and we have an argument, like we're going to be fine. Right. So I have no problem with conflict right. in my marriage because I'm comfortable there. I wouldn't want to have conflict with like, my, I mean, we'd be fine if we had conflict. Right. But like I wouldn't come at you and be like, hey, I'm pissed about this. Yeah. Um, so maybe they're more necessary I in marriage. I think they are more necessary. Because the, the I'm going to not answer your phone calls isn't really an no, no. option, you know, for the long term. It requires a lot of communication. Yeah. And there's probably a lot more boundaries. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're probably smaller things. Right. Yeah. I feel like and something I was thinking about um, when I was curious your thoughts on that is I th maybe we need to be do we need to be more careful in those relationships with not letting the boundary become the punishment you know what i mean like i was thinking about totally. like okay so this is straight up from day one boundary like love him to death connor is so messy i am so organized thank the lord on high we have separate closets i think that's the only reason i agreed to get married but like i said i was like i'm at home a lot during the day when i'm working like i'm happy to do any of your laundry if it's in the basket mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. it's on the floor that's it's your own yeah. i'm not touching it totally. but if it's in the basket i'll do it that is a normal very great like, normal healthy boundary light boundary yeah 
However, if I'm like pissed one day that there's wet towels on the floor and I'm like, you know, we're not having sex until you fix your closet. That's yeah. not a boundary. No, 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 no. no. That that's is not a boundary. way manipulation. <laughs> yes. And so that's obviously a silly example. But I yes. think that, again, it just goes back to like, okay, take an honest look at the situation. Is this really a thing that is going to, to create enough conflict that I need to kind of set something up? Yes. And if it is, what's reasonable, what's loving, what's respectful, and, like, let's not go into ultimatums and grudges. You right. Know? No, if they're ultimatums, it's probably not a boundary. Yeah. So, you know, let's go with the wet towel thing because yeah. we're already there. Yeah. To me, a healthy boundary would look like, okay, there are wet towels and they smell like mold. Yeah. <laughs> this is disgusting. Those are going to be your towels. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that's good. You cannot yes, use my that's towels. Great. That's Those great. are your towels. Right. And... If you feel like they're molding and you need more, you can order them. Yeah. I think that's what uh, I heard uh, someone else kind of speaking on the topic of, like, in-laws coming over, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and setting the boundary of, I'm not trying to keep you out of our home and I'm not trying to keep you out of our kids' lives. Yeah. I'm just asking for you to call an hour in advance, I think, was the example yeah. they were giving. And if you don't, the consequence may be, like, we can't see you right now. It's right. not a it's punishment. Not a punishment. It's just saying we actually have this, going this, on. there is a consequence to this. Natural and consequences. you got to call an hour before yeah. or we'll see you next weekend. Or, you know, the consequence is if it's on the floor, I'm not going to wash it. Yeah. But that's not a punishment. No. I think the idea of a boundary is that there would kind of be a natural consequence. Yeah. Right? Like, hey, I'm not going to do this for you. Mm-hmm. What happens if I don't do that for you? I don't know. It's that's you know that's yeah. their thing to deal with. But I want to say this because I think it's important too, and and we kind of touched on it at the beginning. We're talking about kind of silly boundaries here and there. When there are severe things happening, you know, like abuse or manipulation or yelling or you know, we the list can go on and on. That's a whole other realm. And I just mm -hmm. felt the need to say this because we're talking yeah. about marriages right now. Yeah. You know, if you have a partner who is lashing out or, you know, something that feels really unhealthy or toxic, mm -hmm. like we can use mm -hmm. the word harmful. toxic, harmful, you know, this isn't a, oh, well, a natural consequence thing. Like that's, a, that's an yeah. appropriate time to seek Absolutely. help. Yeah. Whether it be as a couple or individually, just, I felt the need to throw that out there because we're kind of, we're talking about towels. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm glad you said that. And, um... I think the last thing I'm really curious about is how does how do boundaries play into parenting? <laughs> I mean, obviously that's oh, easier man. with older kids, but like your boys are three and five. Mm -hmm. And I feel like kids are literally wired, especially at those ages, to push boundaries. Like that's their natural instinct. They like they love it. Want autonomy. They like want to do what you tell them not to do. I mean, we all do that, but you know, yeah. is that a thing that like when do parents do that? Like how does that work? Like what is the actual language like? I mean, can you just We need like four hours on this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Boundaries with kids. Um I feel like Sissy was here how long ago? We need we need Sissy. To Actually, Sissy's gonna be on next week. So okay. y'all will Oh, my gosh. She's so great. Yeah. That is – you might want to ask her this yeah. question. I do not work with children, but from a parent standpoint. Yes, from a parent standpoint. It's interesting because boundaries kind of teeter on discipline. To like, yeah. It's like it it's kind of one and the same. So this morning, 
perfect example. My oldest built these Lego. He built a helicopter Lego. And um, he was letting his brother play with it, which is very kind. And I had told Shepard, hey, if you drop it or if we you know, are too rough with it, we don't get to play with it anymore. And so, of course, he dropped it or threw it. I don't know. He's three. <laughs> Things just happened. It came crashing down. And somehow. it was like, oh, shoot, buddy. Remember we said we can't do this. Now I have to take this from you. Yeah. So boundary discipline yeah you know it's the same thing but there, he knew like mm -hmm. hey this is what yeah. happens or if you talk to mommy here's the natural concept like mm -hmm. talk to mommy this way yeah we don't use certain language yeah you know yeah um but if we're talking about personal boundaries here's something yeah this is actually we're gonna go different. on this yeah. yeah as parents who are pouring into our kids every single day and like from the moment they wake up until the moment they go to sleep, we have to set boundaries for ourselves to be good parents. Mm. We cannot be at their every beck and call. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, we have got to say, all right, I am here for you. I am here for the things that you need. I am meeting your basic needs and your emotional needs and yeah. your mental needs. And I cannot be everything to you. Yeah. I know when they're infants, obviously. Right. You know, but like aside. even then – you got to get out of the house. Yeah. And so I think boundaries in parenting, if we're going to talk about it from kind of my expertise, yeah. not as much how to discipline kids because I probably need help with that, <laughs> um, is boundaries for yourself so that you are able to take a breath. Yeah. And not feel like you need to do everything all the time. Yeah. Does that feel fair? Yeah, I think so. I think... It kind of comes back to the top where I'm thinking about, okay, what is the goal? Like, why do we need them? What is the goal of a boundary if there is not a toxic behavior issue? If it's like totally. a normal everyday towel or mom needs a break yeah. issue. And I feel like at the end of the day, they're really just, like I said, to maintain the best environment to love well. and exactly To create the margin for you to be full enough to do that. 100%. That's the thing that I've experienced. I feel like if that's if that's ringing true to anybody, you just we don't have any margin in our life. 100%. And so like what things do you need to set up among yourself or your family or with another person? Yeah. To make sure that you have whatever that margin is in whatever season that when you are with them, you're th you're with them. You're present. You're there. You're like pouring into yeah. one another. You can enjoy it. I mean, truly. Yes. That's the point. One, Yeah. You're spot on. I think boundaries are like the truest form of self-care. You heard it here. I feel like that's that's the episode title. Yeah. I love a pedicure, but go with boundaries. But I mean, <laughs> but hear me out. For me, if I had wanted to go get a pedicure uh, at this point in my life, yeah. I would actually have to set boundaries. to. Just, yeah, for sure. Hey, I'm a, I can't. Yeah, I can't say yes to this thing or go play tennis with you or whatever. Like, yeah. I, this is the self-care that I need to yeah. sit alone in a chair while someone paints my toes. Yeah, I think it's it's we're going to we're we've hit the high points. But I feel like. I have felt the impact of prioritizing that space, especially in like thinking back on even just Connor and I dating. I really didn't we intentionally like did not involve other people in our relationship yeah. 
for a while because partly because our worlds were intertwined, right? Like Very, his sister-in-law yeah. is one of our best friends. And so it's, you got to kind of create that distance mm -hmm. just to give us the room to see, is this going to work out? Like, right. um, but it was my, it was, I was so grateful that we did that. And I know that it sort of hurt some people's feelings because they wanted to be involved and they were yeah. excited and that was really hard. But I, I realized for us to really, for us to really build a foundation, we need to set the boundary to just build it together. We just yeah. need to have that margin and cushion. And and that was a really hard thing to do. But I think that's what helped me realize, you know, it's not selfish to not go see our extended families every single weekend. Yes. We want to because we're super close with them and they have pools and they're very close. And, and we do it a lot. But I think occasionally that new boundary not obviously we're not dating anymore but like that new boundary is like last weekend we stayed at our house for three days in a mm. row we've we never sleep in our bed three nights in a row and and just what that did just to invigorate going into this week and we still had friends over we still had siblings that you know right. but just to be in our space and recharge mm -hmm. instead of feeling like we're always coming into the week empty is a thing that we need to probably do once every four to six weeks boundaries and self-care yeah I know. I'm telling you. We did the same thing. And and it was wild how much better the start to our week was. Yeah. Because we just, we we needed time. Just yeah. our family. Do you, if people are interested in this and they're like, I need more information, can you think of any books or like oh, places to go to yeah. like really learn more that they might get some really practical, you know, language around how to have these conversations? Totally. Okay. So I can think it depends let me just say this. There are like a series of books called Boundaries. I oh. feel like you've probably seen them. There's like a pencil with a line going down. I don't know. Anyways, there's Boundaries, Boundaries with Kids. There's like other Excellent. Boundaries maybe in marriage. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, But that is an excellent book. I feel like it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Boundaries book. Um, yeah. There, I, probably... I just um watched a podcast with the founder, I don't remember her name, but she was on Dr. Caroline Leaf's podcast okay. and she's the co-founder of like Whole30. Oh, okay. Um, And it was really, she had a book come out. I'm sorry, this is like, I don't know much of the information, but if you look up Dr. Caroline Leaf's podcast um, on boundaries, it'll come up and she's the co-founder of Whole30 and she had a book specifically on boundaries oh. and they were reading some of it that had like almost every chapter, like what you just said, like with yeah. in-laws, with partners, with work, with, you know, whatever. And I think she gives very practical language. Yeah. And it was like, even broke it down. Like if this is the scenario, that's where I heard the in-law like mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. um, and there's green light, yellow light, red light. So like, here's the really nice yeah. kind way to say like, yes. mm, we need to, and then if it keeps being breached and then if it's like actually a thing like that, that needs to, yeah. So you may need I'll to link find it. That and put, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll find it and link it in the show notes for anyone who is wanting more resources on we boundaries. Can link because boundaries, the book too. The book yeah, we'll, awesome we'll do both. So I hope that encourages people. I feel like yeah. it's, man, it is a freedom. Like it's hard, but it gives you freedom to, to love better. Honestly, is, is the goal. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the goal of it. It's not to be selfish. It is truly to be the best version of ourselves. Yeah. So that we can like pour that out into the world too. Yeah. And that applies to moms too, even above mm. and beyond probably yeah. most. I feel like I need <laughs> we to need reiterate. We need boundaries as moms. You need boundaries because you really need the most energy. Yeah. You need the most steam. And 
Yep. You have so much love to give and you don't want to come from a depleted place. So I hope that's yeah. permission to go set a boundary, go get a pedicure. I think we're going to lunch after books. this. We're going so, to lunch. <laughs> but anyway, this has been a great one. Kind of counseling. And also we're going to put online, I think, for uh, the next one, which will come out toward the end of the season. If there's topics y'all want to hear about. Yeah, um, let These us were know. just things that kind of come on our path on a regular basis. But yeah. We'll do a little poll and y'all can think on some things that totally. we want to talk through. So yeah, I would love to know what people want to hear about. Me too. I feel like people live much more interesting lives than mine. So like y'all may have some good stuff that we're <laughs> yeah, not let us we're know. not equipped to unpack. But we're ready to do it. We could do like a Q&A even. Yeah, let's go. All right, you guys. Yeah. All right. Thanks, okay. Shan. Love you. <laughs>